The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. Whose dick is swinging where and what are they hitting? And who's swinging it and who's holding it? And Michael Lucas. I think of a very fat white man being covered in animal fat for some sort of roasting procedure. This is M. Salation. And if we are both ever nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars and then I win, <laughs> you will stand in the audience and scream, oh. He doesn't! He have doesn't have kids! kids. You're in <laughs> M. Salation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a podcaster, a neurodivergent magic brain, and together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter, actor award winner, Logie award winner and podcaster, Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast, Emsolation. How are you? Welcome to all our new Emsolators. We have a few thousand more joining the community. Always great to have new, fresh faces, breaths of lovely, minty air involved. I don't know what took you so long, quite frankly, but looky here, that's all that matters. Something has happened to the podcast. The DNA has been mixed around a bit because Michael is turning up completely unprepared, which is fine. He's in the middle of filming the Newsreader season two, the, his ABC show, Smash Hit, and he's doing very long days. Doesn't have time to really consume any pop culture or the normal things he and I would text back and forth about. There's radio silence at the moment. I'll get maybe an occasional text of like, I'm dying, stuff like that. So he'll turn up and sit down and just basically say the first thing that comes into his mind. I often have a tequila or two waiting for him. And as a result, the last two weeks have been batshit cray. And I wish I could say to you that what you're about to hear was some improvement on that situation. But in fact, I think it may be even worse. Oh, I <laughs> he, he, was, he was the loose unit, not me. Not me. I'm not putting my hand up for that. Not this week. We recorded almost an hour and had to lose 20 minutes or so. And trust me, there would have been some cancellation on, not on my behalf. So it's still great fun. We talk about JLo's disappointing surprise wedding and we don't hold back, quite frankly. That was the actually the bit that we did research and did chat normally about. And then from there, I don't even know how to tell you. There's Siren Head, there's Peppa Pig, part of my speech. Michael gives a story from behind the scenes on Offspring that involves holding onto your ankles. And then we go into my daughter's nickname, which is Chody. And for those of you who know what a Chody is, you'll understand that's not what you want on the back of your daughter's top. Then we end back on Offspring. I don't know. It's a good fun time. <laughs> it's a good fun time. We do sort of try and touch on the fact that in five weeks' time, I'm giving my National Press Club address and I've really been thinking about it. And a lot of you I know have gone to get diagnosed because of me talking about being ADHD publicly. And what I've been coming up against is 
Oh, it's a trend. It's just, it's a fad. Oh, everyone's got, there's a lot of, oh, everyone's got ADHD now. (laughs) And when I see that, I want to punch walls. But secondly, I think I want to make clear to everybody why there was an increase in diagnosis of ADHD, especially in adult women, because the pandemic kind of amplified the ADHD symptoms in those of us who didn't know we had it. So as ADHDers, we already struggle with self-regulation and impulsivity. And the pandemic took away our routines and structure that we actually rely on to function. And then, you know, all of a sudden I was confined to my house with my family around all the time and I was having to organise different things and be in charge of more people and I was losing, you know, my outlets, my performing, my work, my friends. And so all of a sudden all the the ADHD symptoms that I didn't even know were symptoms at the time were really brought to the surface and I noticed it. So I think, you know, I would say there would have been an uptick in people seeking help and diagnosis because of this unprecedented once-in-a-generation event. That's why. Not because all of a sudden we've gone, oh, you know what would be cool? A neurobiological disorder. And if anyone says that to you, they're an asshole. And don't feel the need to explain yourself. Let them have it. You know how tough things have been. You know what a diagnosis has meant to you. And so I just wanted to put that out there and maybe give you guys some ammunition if you're coming up against family and friends who are saying, God, everyone's got it. No, bitch. No. There's a reason. So I've been looking, I've been focusing a lot on that and just going back through all the things I've written and I don't know, I'm taking it all very seriously. As you know, there's going to be a little update on the speech every week. I just thought as I was thinking about that and I was writing about that comment that's being made a lot and a lot of memes, a lot of jokes, a lot of news outlets that should know better. And I just wanted to maybe give all of you an answer next time you come up against it. I, what have I got happening in the next week? I'm trying to think and tell you. I don't know. Things at home have been good. I've been, you'll, oh yeah, you'll hear a lot about Elio's obsession with Siren Head. We've got a new hyperfixation and our hyperfixations have a line. I too am drawn a bit to Siren Head. So he and I have been making and consuming. And you know, you know what I was thinking about, which will be a great idea, side quest. What if I set up a hyperfixation buy, swap and sell page? Because what happens is, as you know, if you've got kids who have ADHD or autism and you, you yourself, if you're neurodivergent, if you get a specialty topic, all of a sudden, you know, when you you hit on a topic or you hit on a hobby or a person or a thing or whatever that captures your imagination, it's like falling in love. And then all of a sudden you're consumed with it. It's all you can think about. You've got to learn about it. You've got to research it, especially if you're autistic and ADHD. So you have to really sit down and research and get every single fact on it and become an expert. And then you've got to buy all the things. And then once you've bought all the things, maybe you actually do it or maybe you don't. But all of a sudden you're left with all this stuff. What if we all got together and we put up, once we're all over our hyperfixations and once our children have moved on, what if we put it all up in one place and we just switched out? hyperfixations because I have so much equipment and so many things from stuff Elio and I have focused on and become experts on and sometimes things hang around like dinosaurs are hanging around I can see that but I feel like siren head's going to be a face and I'm going to have all this paraphernalia now that I could move on to one of you anyway just something to think about I was thinking about that yesterday as I was buying every siren head doll in a shop you'll hear about that Okay, well, hopefully that's been helpful. I felt I had to give you something solid and concrete and coherent before you launched into the main chat. I just felt a need as I walked out of the studio last night. I said, yep, my intro needs to be fairly on the ball just so everyone feels like they're getting bang for their buck. Okay, prepare. Hold on to your ankles. 
Play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Michael Lucas, welcome. I'll get straight to it. At exactly 9.06 a.m. on Monday morning, I received an email from JLo. Personally? Mm-hmm. Well, from her mailing list on the JLo. Okay. Now, when one receives an email from JLo on the JLo, every week there's a little quote, and this week's quote was, Life is an art, and we are the artists. Make it as beautiful as you want and create exactly what you want it to be. The J-Lo effect. Oh. She's essentially saying that her Jennifer Lopez, she invented art. I, I believe she is. And I support that. Now, when I received my weekly email from J-Lo, I noticed the subject line. Mm. The subject line was, we did it. Okay. I was like, what? What did you fucking do, bitch? Yeah. Did you reveal the secret to ageing backwards? Did you find someone off Gumtree to buy your beautiful sparkly cages from your halftime Super Bowl performance? Not just us out there shaking our fucking asses. Did you finally make a sequel to Made in Manhattan? Because I fucking know you are not referring to secretly marrying Ben Affleck in Vegas at the Little White Wedding Chapel, the same chapel Britney Spears married Jason Alexander, not from Seinfeld, the one she went to high school with, the one who broke in at her most recent wedding, and the wedding and the marriage only lasted 55 hours. That 55 is hours, we all know that number. On my brain. Hang on. That was the same chapel? Same chapel. Do you know who else got married there? Frank Sinatra. Do you know who else got married there? Judy Garland. Wow. What a history. Anyone what a else? history. No. Um, uh, that was the only names that stuck in my brain oh. when I was researching it. I did not, I did not see this coming. I can really say that. I right. thought it was going to be a production number and I was, I had my credit card details ready. Take my money. Pay-per-view that shit. I instantly felt betrayed. Yeah. I, I just was like, I felt like, what the fuck, man? It's like finding out. Like, Jade Peterson had a birthday party on the weekend and invited everyone but you, right? Mm, mm. That did happen to me. Okay. I changed her last name for protection purposes. Okay. It was not her last name. Her first name was Jade. Apologies to all the Jades of Melbourne Jade, that felt their blood run cold. Jade used to wear, do you remember when girls, I don't know if you remember this in primary school, they would put their hair in like a whale spout at the front, right? Okay, yeah. And then they would lift the elastic band up and then they'd push it all the way forward. Like they had a little little egg sack of hair just yeah. here. She had the most highest, hardest hair sack. Yeah. Like I could never attain that because I cut mine into the... You know, like uh, like Daphne from Neighbours, kind of mm. circular fringe. But that bitch had the foresight to grow it so she would have the hair sack. Sculpt it yeah. when you wonder why you weren't invited. Mate. You should have considered your hair sack. <sighs> Couldn't grow a hair sack. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she got married to Ben Affleck at midnight and I want to tell you there's so many aspects to this situation. So many. I'm angry for us. I also think they've sold themselves short. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the first thing I want to talk about is the pre-wedding gaming. Ben Affleck got changed in the dunnies. What? What? And this was my wedding changing area. J-Lo. 
I'm sorry, I'm going to have to have a drink of my margarita. J-Lo got changed in the staff break room. What the actual fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What gay has allowed this to transpire? You're all fired. All the gays in charge of her face lavers, gone. They're gone. They're out. The lighting gays, gone. Fired. Demonstrate humility or something because that is not what we want from them. I don't understand. She wore a dress. From an old movie. So I, of course, have done a deep dive on all the dresses. Okay, it wasn't a Marilyn Monroe, was it? Jersey Girl, I suspect. Okay, so Bear, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. 2004, she made a film called Jersey Girl. Notorious flop, not as bad as Geely, but in that same era. There was a wedding scene filmed in Jersey Girl, but they broke up before the film came out. So the producers and directors decided to cut it. In the film's poster, J-Lo is wearing terrible curled hair. And yeah. Ben Affleck looks like he's like, um, remember Lee Harding who sung Wasabi? That much eyeliner, Australian Isle. Okay, yeah. And so he's got a lot of eyeliner on in the poster. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, and in that poster, she's wearing a white jacquard wedding dress, but you only see 10 centimetres of it. But I zoomed, I zoomed, I zoomed, I zoomed. I suspect she's wearing the dress she wore. Okay. In 2004, still fit her. Still fit her. Of course. I'm not surprised it fit her. I just, I think I'm surprised she erred towards an indisputable flop. I mean, if you're J-Lo... No, it's, the, it's the film that they... I know, but I just feel like... I would have respected more if she... if she the, Whatever the G-string was she wore in the Love Don't Cost a Thing video clip would have made more sense to me. Or... Stunning. Or the string bikini that she wore on the yacht in, in the um, Jenny from the Block video clip when he, you know... Stunning, yeah. Okay. But I just feel like you don't want to go... Anyway... Maybe not confirmed. Nice Easter egg. That is my like. She hasn't confirmed that. All okay. she said in the now. Let me get up the email exactly for you. From Your personal email. My from personal J-Lo. email from on the JLo. We did it. So there's a stunning picture of her and Ben. Look, I'll show you. She's doing the TikTok side tongue with the peace fingers. Interesting choice in your wedding photo. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that. You see that. It looks they're going for very casual sort of yeah. like spontaneous. This has just been snapped. <laughs> She changed into her $17,000 second outfit by this point, though. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. So she wrote, We did it. Love is beautiful, love is kind, and it turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. Exactly what we wanted. Last night we flew to Vegas, stood in line for a licence with four other couples, all making the same journey to the wedding capital of the world. Behind us, two men held hands and held each other. In front of us, a young couple who made the three-hour drive from Victorville on their daughter's second birthday, all of us wanting the same thing, for the world to recognise us as partners and to declare our love to the world to the ancient and nearly universal symbol of marriage. Marriage, my love, don't cast a thing. Apparently not. 100 bucks and a wedding licence. So disappointed. Wow. It goes on and on and on. She talks about, I wore a dress from an old movie. Didn't specify. So as soon as I read that, I was on, I was on, the, I was on the horn. Yeah. Like, I was like, which, yeah, how yeah. many movies has she got married in? Like, and where are the dresses? But she didn't specify it was one of her old movies. You've just, you've added that in. Uh, come on. It's too perfect. The poster from Jersey Girl has the dress. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Like, don't ruin it. Did you? She's already ruined it. (laughs) She's ruined it because I wanted... I wanted her to employ whoever did the Beijing Olympics opening ceremony, basically, is what I wanted. Oh, a million percent. They didn't want to pay extra to wake Elvis up to have a photo with him, so they didn't. Come on, J-Lo. Come on, mate. I don't understand why... I, don't I need why. to know. We've been through a pandemic. 
as a, as a as a species, we've been through so much, and they have a responsibility. <laughs> they have been one of the few uplifting tales. Yeah. Oh my god. And we've. I feel like we earned it. I agree. I feel like we were promised it. Look, this is her putting on her bloody dress. I'm showing Michael on the J Lo here. Here yeah. she is putting on the dress. You look gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Somebody's getting married. Yeah, I'm assuming that man was a homosexual. So what the fuck yeah. happened, mate? On your watch, on your watch, sir, mm. this happened. Mm. Nary, nary a dove mm. or a swan. Or a pole dance solo, which I thought would have been part of the Agreed. Vows. Agreed. I feel like that should have been in the vows. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like j should have slid down a pole as the priest or whomever, Elvis, I don't know who marries you at the little white wedding chapel. Do you take this woman? Split. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Like there. Dun, dun, dun. Like, I just want to, I wanted her, and why didn't she incorporate lyrics into her vows? Oh, and why wasn't there a dramatic reveal of his rising phoenix tattoo? Oh, my God, yes. He should have ripped his, this is, we should have done it. We should have done it. Oh, my God. Like, I wanted to be like, don't be fooled by the rocks that I've got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Used to have a little, now I have a lot. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, I'll forgive them. Yeah, she's changed her name, too. She signed off our personal email with... Um, oh, she used her new name? No. Mrs. Jennifer Lynn Affleck. Lynn. Oh. Her middle name's as bad as mine. As big yeah. of a letdown. Lynn. Lynn. Mine's Rachel. Hers is Lynn. Wow. I know. I just think of Lynn Spears when I hear that. <laughs> Lynn. Jamie Lynn. Lynn Spears. And famously now, she's also not the first and only Jennifer Affleck. Mm-mm. Jennifer Garner also changed her name legally. Wow. Jennifer Affleck, what the fuck? <laughs> Two J flows. You didn't change your name. <laughs> no. Of course not. Why would I take Barrow? Rossiano's amazing. Rossiano's amazing. Often Marcella just drops the Barrow off when she's saying her name. <laughs> <laughs> your name conjures like crusty bread yeah. with like, you know, yeah. Tuscan hills and yeah. cheese and shit like that. Yeah. And Barrow. Oh, my God. Oh. As if. <laughs> All respect to Grazza, my father-in-law, who I love. He's my most favourite member of the family. He's not included in that statement. So, yeah, no, I respect the name Barrow. My children all bear it, but it's at the end, so it can just be dropped off if need be. (laughs) I'm going to say as well, Affleck versus Lopez. Oh, come Come on. on. Why isn't he Benjamin Lopez? Respect. Okay, respect. If that would have been oh amazing. Oh, my God. Imagine if he had gone Benjamin Lopez. Are we meant to call her JF now? Because J-Flo? that doesn't work. J-Fleck? Unless it's, J-Fleck? it feels like J as fuck. That might be okay. Oh. But no, it doesn't. No words as to how Jennifer Garner has felt about this. The two eldest children attended. The two eldest daughters of each of the couple attended. None of the other children did. They how old are they now? 13 and 12. They have five children between them. Jeez, wow. I really retained some information here. Is her eldest the one that was in the Super Bowl halftime Emmy, show? Who's now identifies as a they. Okay. They are non-binary and Emmy, yes, is the eldest and Emmy was there. Okay. So I was there essentially because that's what people in my family call me. Sorry. <laughs> and if I'd have been there, I would well, have started booing. I would have been like, list. boo. And then they said, does anyone object to this marriage? Like, no, but I object to this shithouse wedding. Oh, we should have been on the biggest oh. ever created pontoon off the coast of Malibu. Yes. Live to air. Oh, my God. Or Miami. I would have rathered Miami. Miami would Miami have been good. would have had flamingos. It would have gone off. Dolphins. Oh, my God. Anyway. Gloria Stefan comes out. <laughs> come on, everybody. Come and do the conga. <laughs> 
So it's done. It's over. They're married in the biggest letdown of 2022. I'm just going to say it. I can't see a bigger letdown coming for us in terms of, you know. Pop culture. I know. What do we have to live for now? (laughs) This is such a hot mess. Okay. In five weeks' time, I'm due to deliver my national press club address. And uh, I have a title, as was revealed last week on the podcast, Blood, Sweat and Glitter. Exactly. And as also you know, there is a J-Lo reference about 90 seconds in. Yes. To my speech. Yes. Has there ever been a J-Lo reference at the National Press Club? I think you're the first person. I think there's going to be a lot of fucking firsts on this day. I think so. (laughs) I can only hope that at a certain point J-Lo is quoted on the floor of Parliament. That's what she deserves. (laughs) Well, maybe not after her wedding (laughs) insult to the world. In fact, maybe you should edit her out of that speech. She doesn't deserve to be televised. I'm talking about hustlers. I can't. Of course. Of course I'm talking about hustlers in my speech about ADHD. <laughs> yeah, and, and late diagnosis. Prepare for the side women. quest. I have started writing it and I really spent a lot of this Monday, I take my Mondays to come here and write, crying because, <laughs> oh, I think to be able to write something really well, you have to go back and relive it. And, and that's just the way I've always written mm. things. I can't just describe how I felt. I have to go back and feel it and mm. then write how I'm feeling in that moment to be able to really tell a good story. Sounds taxing. It is. I'm a method actor, you know. I'm those actors that say it just ruins their lives because they just. I'm, I'm Lady Gaga. I'm like I'm Joaquin. I'm the Joaquin Phoenix of National Press Club addresses. <laughs> Jared Leto. Jared Leto. It's me. It's me. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> so I did go and see the mindset coach. I went and saw Ben Crow, mm. and um, just one session at this point. We've got another one booked in for two weeks' time. Okay. And I I got his notes through as I was writing yesterday. So basically he'd sat during our four-hour marathon session and just wrote all these things down, like lots of stuff. And then I started becoming <laughs> obsessed with the things he was writing. Like, what are you writing? What are you doing? And then he has these notes kind of collated and he sends them out to you in an email. And they're constructive? They're not just like <laughs> this bitch cray cray. It's not that. <laughs> no. I'll have you know, the opening line is, DM, firstly, it was an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Maybe this is why he has his job and I don't. Thank you so much. It unlocked some powerful insights. So thank you so he much. He got a lot out of it. He no. should pay you for it. No, I don't think he did. But what I did spend a lot of time thinking about and talking to him about is that I've always felt like I wasn't enough. Mm. In the sense of not Italian enough, not Australian enough, not musical enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not like there were, there were so many, not normal enough, not patient enough, not organised enough. It explains your decorating <laughs> style because you've just constantly felt like more. <laughs> more you is need more. more. More is needed. This I'm isn't enough. <laughs> what do you mean? Another layer. More. Leopard print. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Neon. Fluorescent colours. Add a vintage Barbie, quick! <laughs> Fuck off! No, it just makes sense. It's all tied in. I think so. I think I'm constantly trying to create the kind of most perfect, oh, God, I'm having an epiphany as we record. I think I want to plug every gap and hole that could possibly let in the cold air of anxiety or doubt with beautiful, soft, jewel-toned velvet furnishings. Hmm, that's why you like Baz Luhrmann for <laughs> milk. Sweet. Everything makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. Good. So we talked about that and also I, I guess, even within the entertainment industry, I came in through reality TV, which is a no-no. Well, 
You well, said these days. You well, came it, in a very classy version of true. reality TV. You didn't marry anyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. So, no, but it's still, if you want to be a musician in this country, you cannot go on Australian Idol. You just can't. And I Ooh, went, no, hang but on. if you want to be taken seriously by the Australian music industry... You absolutely have to have done the gigs at the pubs and earned your way up and not use social media. Maybe not so much now, but certainly when I was up and coming in the music industry. And as a result, I just turned away from it. I didn't want a bar of it. And then I went into radio and everyone's like, oh, reality TV, you've never even done broadcasting. You, you haven't done your time at Bumfuck FM. And they were right. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were absolutely right. Okay? I'm just wondering where I can tune into <laughs> Bumfuck FM. <laughs> Maybe if that was on the dial, I would be listening to FM radio a bit more. No, but so that, that idea of I have finally gone out and found a community of other others. So mm-hmm. I've always been othered. Mm. And I think that is my strength is gathering the othered, the others, and forming our own world, our own community, our own alliance. And when I realise that I can just kind of show up as myself to them because this community and everyone listening now, they know me and no matter what, they get it. But I think if you had no idea who I was and I fronted up, it would be like, what the fuck, man? Like, oh, I don't know. Oh. I think I would think one could say your other super strength rather than gathering others is also raise a sharp wit and an amazing voice. I mean, that probably <laughs> is a factor here. That's very kind. So we did a lot of talking about who do I want to be? Because I really want to wake up every day and feel good. This is where I'm at now. 43 years old. I don't want to fight with people. I used to want to fight with people. I used to want to just disagree with everyone and blaze a trail and just set everything on fire and fucking burn everything down. And now I just want to make, wake up and I want to, I want to feel good. That's mm, it. Mm. I don't, is that a 40s thing? It must be a 40s thing. I don't know. I feel like it can go either way depending on what the lead up has been. But also, I do, I look, I definitely relate to... Path of least resistance yes. in some ways. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I want things a bit lubricated. I want it all lubricated. I want I just want I want everything yeah. to squeeze out in one we've, stunning. We've, we've done the raw dogging. Oh God. I have come in dry my whole life. Like my my autobiography could be M. Rossiano coming in dry. Truly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> my Hold on is... to your ankles, <laughs> M. Salatas. We're coming in dry. Hold on to uh, your ankles! <laughs> Hi, gay. Hi, gay. Hi, gay. <laughs> that, that could be a motto Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> pause, 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 pause. Wait. So to widen the annus, are you saying, like... <laughs> I'm, this is not a plausible... No, 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 no. Understand the machinations here. Do is that something a top might shout at a bottom? Grab no. your ankles, Charlie. I'm Not at all. I need that on a t-shirt. Grab your ankles. I need that. Hold on to your ankles. Hold on to your ankles. <laughs> is that why so many gay men wear like no socks Can and I shorter say- pants so their ankles are easily accessible? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> there's nothing. I, I I cannot take credit for that. Where does hold on to your ankles Jonathan come from? Jonathan Gavin, a writer of Offspring, said it, and it was in a. It was in. We we were saying. I'm now giving the whole backstory. 
Wait, do you remember Deborah Malman was character was having an affair with Lockie Hume's character mm. in the hospital? Mm. And so we were we were doing this thing where someone needed to pass a storeroom and just hear the worst thing possible. <laughs> and we were all like brainstorming like potential saucy things. And then out of nowhere, John O'Gavin's just sitting there silently, out of nowhere he went, What she could just say? He could just say, Hold on to your ankle, Cherie, I'm coming in dry. And we were like, <laughs> Basically, we achieved nothing else for the rest of the day. I mean, it was so wild. But no, I don't. Th- I think the idea is that the impact of the girth and everything of it <laughs> is going to be so intense that you're going to need to be gripping something. Oh, in my mind, it was a it was a top preparing a bottom. Well, for you're going to really need to la- you're going to really need to bend over to really give the maximum amount of space for any something to be entered as yeah, well. Yeah, because like if you're grabbing it. She's demonstrating you're everyone. Like, I'm now looking at M's. If you're grabbing like that, that's yeah. not going to help a lady. I mean, unless unless I'm grabbing. It's my, anal. Unless I. Oh, thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Thanks for drawing the map, Michael. Oh, it's anal. Good. Oh, really? <laughs> Fuck it out. But why are you saying lady? Well, but no, you should raise a lady. Yeah, but so are, so are you. But what what difference does it make? Like either whether you're speaking to a man or a woman. No, because if you're you... a gay guy. Okay. Hold on to your ankles mm. would be have a different connotation to if you're saying it to a, a lady. Okay. Oh, I think in my mind was he giving her anal in the cupboard. That's what we were. That's what oh, we were saying. No one's doing quick anal. The, can I just that say that is inconsistent writing. This, no one is doing a quickie anal. Well, that's why it didn't oh make the cut. Oh my god! There were many reasons it didn't make the cut. <laughs> that was one of them. I mean, the run up alone. I'd like to formally apologise to Deborah Melman and Lockie Hugh. <laughs> But also, it never made the cut. I'm never recovering from hold on to your ankles. I'm never recovering. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to talk about Anyway, in 2022, the kind of human I want to be is courageous, <laughs> loving. What if I just got up and my opening line was, hold on to your ankles, Australia, I'm coming in dry. <laughs> what if that's... <laughs> that's the name of the podcast, Ben. <laughs> Um, what if I just open with that? <laughs> Hold on to your ankles, press club. I'm coming in neurodiverse. No. Maybe I should change the name of the speech. Hold on to your ankles. <laughs> no, I'll change it. I bet people it's, would show and up. I'll it's change it to it's anal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. Oh, this has been totally derailed. Like, Hi, oh, my Dad. God. Um, correct. So I had to talk about the kind of person I want to be for, like, the rest of the year. And this is the, I can't even do this. Now. Why just this year? I cannot refocus <laughs> <laughs> after that conversation. Like, I absolutely cannot refocus. <laughs> How am I meant to sit and earnestly say, oh, God, I don't know what to do. When I've just been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. I worry that I am scarring Elio for life in that I'm allowing him to watch something called Siren Head. Now, you're not across Siren Head, but Siren Head is this thing. Oh. If you can imagine a demigordon. Oh, shut up. I just need to pay for that YouTube thing. Never pay. It's I will. A I'm going to do premium. I have to. All right. Wait. So, it's this fucking terrifying thing that kind of looks like a demigordon and Slender Man. Do you know who Slender Man is? Mm-hmm. Hang on. Wait. I'll just skip. Wait, this. 
You're showing this to Elliot. No, no, he's not watching this one in particular. He's watching the cartoon versions. Basically, it's like a skeleton with two megaphones on its head. Yeah, with, with weird alien skin draped over it. Oh, my God. Mm. He's obsessed. Wait, this isn't... Oh, really? But he likes it. Loves it. He's I liked Doctor Who as a child, and that was scary at times, so it's weird. But I was terrified of the Wicked Witch of the West. Didn't make any sense. Really? Yeah, I was absolutely, absolutely terrified by the Wicked Witch of the West, but I could watch anything on Doctor Who. Aliens, weird. Yeah, see, I he, could watch Terminator. Didn't didn't bother me at all. He's but, not terrified of this at all. And so I don't even know what happened. We were watching, like, a dinosaur thing, and I think I left the room, and then this... Siren Head versus Godzilla came on and I didn't know and he was like, it was transfixed. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. And I kept hearing this noise. Oh, that's... Oh. Right? No. That's yeah. terrifying. So Elio does that. Elio makes that noise. With just his mouth. He, yeah. He, he, he so in the middle that. of the night when he's oh, asleep no. next to me, I'll wake up to... No. That's the shiny. That's the contemporary version of bread rum. Bread rum. You remember when the little kid in Have you seen the shining? Oh, it's terrifying. The little kid keeps chanting red rum, red rum, and then it's written in blood, and then they see it in the mirror and it's murder backwards. I'm not. I need a dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what Siren Head's about, but I'm just saying it's disturbing. It's unnerving. It's not what you want to hear in the middle of the night. It's not how you want to be woken up. Oh, oh sometimes I get woken up to, uh, 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 which is the other noise he makes. What does so there's it, a combination it... between, uh, oh my God. and it's terrifying, right? <laughs> I just want to say to everyone, if you thought the screaming goats were putting you off your morning drive, Hope you're enjoying Siren Head. <laughs> but why? So he's obsessed. But he's hyper. What's, what does Siren Head do? Is Nothing. He, he walks around terrorizing people. But I cannot get. He's absolutely. Cello will back me up. He's absolutely obsessed. What noise do they make? Bah! And what's the music? <laughs> the first thing he says in the morning after he says. <laughs> he's, he's like Siren Head. He calls him Two Mouth Man. Two Mouth Man. Mummy, watch Two Mouth Man. But here's the twist. Mummy, can I watch Two Mouth Man, please? He's gone British. Peppa Pig. He's fucking dividing his time between that petulant little piece of bacon and Siren Head. Quite frankly, I prefer Siren Head to Peppa because she is a vindictive, entitled fryer up and serve as bacon, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, my God. I gosh. cannot handle her. I've never seen her. She's British, clearly. She's so annoying. Because when you did that, I thought you were going to say he's been watching too much of Adele's Instagram. <laughs> my show went wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the other morning he woke up and he was unwell and he said, Mummy, can I vomit, please? <laughs> please? Okay. Mummy, I'm going to make you mad, please. He says, please. He doesn't get it. But he's, he's, he's pepper pigging and he's siren heading all at once. So we, we've started just watching YouTube videos of people making siren head out of clay and wire. 
What? Yeah. So you know what I was doing last night? Oh, I was up to one o'clock in the morning crafting. I made stunning. Oh, the videos well, are online. To be fair, you did a you did a night clay course. So Correct. It's all paid off. Correct. But hang on. Does that mean you need a kiln? No, you can put, cook it in the oven. It's, it's... Is there no? Can't you do a cardboard siren? No. <laughs> <laughs> it seems simpler. Have we met? Yeah, okay. Okay, I go in at 100 and work my way back. There needs to be a certain integrity to yes. your sirens. So I, we spent, I spent all my fingers are cut. Like I was up bending wires and we put the clay on this morning and we, and we moulded it all and we put it in the oven and he took it out and he fucking broke it in 15 no. minutes, right? Can't and you just buy it? Did you Google? Can you buy a plastic version? We went to a show. <laughs> I spent two days making this. It's a must be. It's a must be. It's online. It's stunning. Mm. Stunning. And then a woman on Instagram did say, "Hey, um, there's a it. shop called Veronica's Closet in Dymo. Uh, they sell oh, oh, no. Dymo. All roads lead back. <laughs> my home, my birth town, where I grew up, provided me with a pla- it, It's the Siren Head Mecca. I walked into this shop and Veronica's Closet, let me just tell you, is Veronica's Closet the name of a 90s TV show? Yes. Yeah. I knew it was familiar. So Veronica's Closet, you walk in and the first thing you get, you get candles. There's fishing poles. There's balloons. There's dog beds. There's glasses. <laughs> there's socks. Like, Veronica's Closet is, I mean, there's a, there's, there's... Veronica had a lot of interests. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Whoever Veronica is, you think I'm bad with my fucking hyperfixations and chucking stuff away. <laughs> and then I round a corner and there is, it's a siren head aisle. It's an aisle. So we bought one of everything. Truly. We bought one of everything. We took it all the way up. And so <laughs> so I spent all this time making this stunning, beautiful clay thing. To him to, and, and there was a whole aisle of this terrifying, are there enough? <laughs> and his best mate is this murderous cartoon cat with human teeth and bleeding gums like a pirate. Like, it's and he wears gloves. And Elias, I was like, Mum, why is the why is the cat wearing gloves, Mummy? <laughs> oh my God. But I is Diamond Creek sort of a hub for Siren Head the community? Or is it like our national headquarters of Siren Head Birch? What why Diamond Creek? I don't know, but I just love the place where right. I was conceived and born is the place where I found this terrifying. That is creepy. For your little pseudo-British <laughs> child. It's so creepy. Right? It's like the others. Mate, he loves it. They're photosensitive. sensitive. They cannot be exposed to the light. That's what it feels like is happening <laughs> so, with you. Sorry, what? That's Nicole with her creepy kids. When I think of creepy kids, I think of the others. <laughs> Say that again. They're photosensitive. They cannot be exposed to the light. They're photosensitive and they must never be exposed to any light. And what was the other kid from The Shining? Fred Ram. <laughs> you go from Fred Ram. It's murder. That's what it stands it's for. It's anal! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you care to add before we go? I just a bl- <laughs> Blanket apology, I feel, is in order. If you're still you know, listening. You need to apologise to me and Zeke and Ben who have to edit this shambozzle tomorrow. It's true. I'm so busy at the moment that we've hit a point. I'm not busy at all. No, you are. Obviously you are. But... Em has very kindly 
puts no pressure on me to come up with I don't any pay you a cent. Well. It's not kind. Look, it's guilt. Okay, I'm okay. kinder. But. <laughs> no, you steal from my life. It's true. You access my audience. Yeah. And in return, you just have to show up here and get drunk on a Tuesday yeah. night and do things like red. What is it? Red rum. It's murder backwards. It's not that hard. Red rum. Oh, sorry. Damn. Sorry. It's murder backwards. It's not that hard. You know what I have to say to you? <laughs> Shut up. Hold on to your ankles then. <laughs> it makes me wonder, when you say hold on to your ankles, it's funny, isn't it? Because I've always imagined that the person, the receiver, yeah. was actually standing and just bent over and grabbed that's their ankles. That's what I just said. But then I realised, no, they're probably like yeah, that's lying what I was back about and... To f- that's demonstrate right. before. Because, yeah. like I said to you, if I'm about to receive a big fat chode, I'm yeah. not, like, I don't <laughs> want to be bending over on my ankles. No. But you I know? think it's because it was originally conceived for a storeroom, so maybe it wouldn't have been a good, because it would be hard if you were just on the floor. Again, no one's doing a quick anal. There's no such thing as a quiny, quinal, quickie. It was a show that embraced a lot of fantasy elements. <laughs> <laughs> big fat chode. Wow. Yeah. Don't, I think that you know was the my, actual low point tonight. Do you know what my I child's nickname? Do you know what's on the back of Odette's, my child's school top? Chody. No. Chody. Who did that? My husband what? allowed it. So she took it to him. He even misspelt it though. He misspelled. So 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 she takes the form to Scott and she's like, "Oh, you have to sign off on my name on the back of my sports top, right?" Didn't take it to me because Odie's not stupid. And she's like, so she slides it under him, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, what do you want it to be?" And she's like, "Chody." And so he wrote C-H-O-D-I-E, Chody. And then and then she comes home. I'm like. What is on the back? Why do you have fat penis written across the back of your skull top? And she's like, oh, dad said it was like, oh, daddy. Uh, I just want to say full full respect for Odie. Full respect for the concept and then for the strategy. Self-elected nickname. Yes, she gave it to herself. Be proud. Oh, no. You raised that. Someone who came up with the idea of putting a fat penis as her nickname. Come on. It's funny. It's funny. Shut up. Better oh. than fucking what? Pencil dick. I mean, no, that's the alternative. With a little nut dick. That, I mean, do you want that on your top? I think I would prefer pencil dick. <laughs> that would be a conversation point. There's no denying. If your child turns around and she's, like, hitting the volleyball over the thing on the back of her top, has <laughs> one point to pencil dick. I mean, that's comedy. That's comedy. <laughs> Please Not champagne. Purchase your pencil dick t-shirts from the insulation store. Also comes in hoodies. <laughs> Hold on to your ankles. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Oh, I gotta say bye, Michael. Bye. <laughs> Hi, gay. <laughs> this is insulation. Well, I bet everybody could smell the tequila fumes through their car. AirPod, however you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> could you could you smell it? We got there in the end. Goodness me. And you never, I mean, you just, I know you love getting an offspring tidbit and that's a tidbit you probably never thought you'd get. That's not in the DVD extras, is it? Never got filmed, never made it to air. We should get more offspring tidbits from Michael more often. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always, please make sure you're on board with the newsletter. Please make sure you're following the Instagram page and recommending us to all your mates. 
Thank you for being here this week. I'm going to keep this very short and sweet. We are going to start making two apps a week and that could be happening and it will be happening in the next couple of weeks. I just have to figure out what that second app is going to be. And if you have any suggestions, can you send them to us? It's just going to be me. It'll come out on a Tuesday morning, but I'm trying to figure out how best to service you under the Emsolation umbrella and banner. Have a think. What would you like from me on a Tuesday morning? What would you like to wake up to? Just from M. Michael's too busy. And I just want it to be a simple thing between you and I that you know when you wake up Tuesday morning, you and Emma are going to hang out and have chat. What do you want to chat about? Do you have any thoughts or feelings? There you go. Something for you to do, a bit of homework. I also want to point out none of you tried vabbing. Last week, I did request if any of you wouldn't mind popping some vaginal juices on your pulse points and testing it out on your significant other. Not nary one. Not one of you took me up. Disappointing, I have to say although part of me is kind of glad. <laughs> I don't think I would... I don't think I would have known what to do with it if you had sent me a video. I also saw a thing where a scientist said, gang, don't rub your secretions on your bits because the human's nose is rubbish and you might attract maybe some dogs, but you will not attract human men or women with human noses because we can't pick up those pheromones because our sense of smell is shit. So all of you doing the snail trail, don't don't bother. Don't bother, apparently, just for even science, not for any other either, then it's a waste of time and vaginal secretions. And on that note, we'll speak soon. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening, Emsolators. Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify-exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, socials by Marcella Rossiano-Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus occasional off-a-shelf installs and flat-pack wrangling from M's dad, Vincey. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators of the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please, take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Listener.